We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Fourth down and three. Tied at six. 23 seconds on the clock. A win here and a Bills win would give the Dolphins a playoffs. It's up and it is good! Wow, biggest kick of the year for Jason Sanders when he comes through. With 18 seconds left, the Dolphins lead it 9-6. to six. What a big kick for Jason Sanders. All right, here we are, third and 19 as we come up on five minutes left. Two receivers right, one to the left with Hunter Henry. Jones back to pass. Looking down the middle of the field, post pattern to Henry, intercepted by Matt Milano! Coming out to the 5, to the 10, has blockers in front, out to the 30, and tackled at the 40-yard line! It's another red zone takeaway for Buffalo! Back to throw, they're going to throw it and try to run around, and they get it to Wilson, Wilson throws it back to Flacco. Flacco, you don't want him to have it. He throws to another one of the up and they're going backward toward the end zone. And this one is over. It's taken by the Dolphins and it's safety. So the final score will be 11 to 6. Miami with the win. And right now, the Patriots are losing to the Bills. The score is 35 23 with 319 left. Jimmy. Doesn't matter how you get there, you want to get to be one of those seven teams. The Miami Dolphins are going to get a chance most likely to go to Buffalo, where they had a great game against them a couple weeks ago. I would say it feels tremendous. That doesn't mean that wasn't the goal, is just to get to the playoffs. However, understanding you know, all involved, people that have been within the organization for 30 plus years, a fan base that hasn't seen their team go to the playoffs since 2016. You just talk about a lot of people involved. Uh, it's, it's very fulfilling for the way it happened. Guys were very energized about their output during the season, right around the bye week, and, and to take five losses in a row, and for guys not to quit, because it is so much easier to quit. Very, very proud to you know, be called the head coach of this team. Let me check your pulse if you're not fired. The Miami Dolphins are going to the playoffs, Crowder. Hey, hey that's what I'm talking about. Fins Talk up. about it. Fins up. Miami Dolphins are going to the playoffs. The last trip to the playoffs 
was 2016. I think we all remember that because that was the Matt Moore gigantic hit over by the sideline. And Ooh, yeah. um, that was, uh, you know, hey, did Ryan Tannehill lead them to the playoffs? Is this considered a Ryan Tannehill playoff, even though that he wasn't playing? The last playoff win for the Dolphins was 2000, the year Damn. 2000. They beat the Colts in overtime. Do you know who the quarterback was? Fiedler. It was Jay Fiedler. Yeah. When you do radio since a playoff win, you kind of get those names locked in. <laughs> you really do. Yes. You, I was looking at that roster. Let's see if I have it open on one of these tabs. Jay Fiedler, Lamar Smith, Tony Martin, O.J. McDuffie, Aronde Gadston, Autry Denson, oh. Jed Weaver, Rob Conrad was on that team. Damn, lots of guys I know. How about that? Let me look at the defense here. Uh, Zach Thomas, Brian Walker, Brock Marion, Pat Sertan, Jason Taylor, Daryl Gardner, Robert Jones, Sam Madison, Tim Bowens, Kenny Mixon, Trent Gamble, Trace Ooh. Armstrong, Arturo Freeman, Larry Izzo, Tuan Russell, and Jerry Wilson. That was a defensive team. I, 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 I'm going to say I low scoring game. That one was. How about that? So, uh, but I would say this. Tell me where you uh, fall on this. And by the way, uh, welcome to a Monday show. I'm glad that we're able to talk about the Dolphins going to the playoffs. I really enjoy this more than what I'm doing right now, which is watching NFL Network because it's Black Monday and people get fired today. And we're certainly in no, da no danger of that because they have a game to prepare for yes. on Sunday. Um, Lovey Smith got fired yesterday. I'm going to steal Solana's headlines here, I'm sure. Uh, Lovey Smith got fired yesterday. Cliff Kingsbury got fired today. And I just saw right now on NFL Network the general manager, Steve Keim, of the Arizona Cardinals. He has resigned as well. So there'll be uh, changes, but I, I don't think that'll be the end of changes, but I'll keep an eye on that. But um, for the, uh, for the dolphins, I believe this Crowder, you tell me what you think. I believe Tua Tonga-Vailoa led the Miami dolphins to the playoffs. And if not for him, they are nowhere close to being a playoff team. Oh, 100%. You hit it on the head. We've seen them with him or without him, and they are not the same team. Tyreek Hill had two catches yesterday. Like, just look at how that offense looked without him. Same guys, same same people running down the field, Hawk. Tua Tango-Vailoa is a playoff quarterback. He is a guy that can take your team to the playoffs. There's a lot of there's a lot deeper conversation about it, but he is a playoff quarterback. Right. there. See, see, that's the thing. Crowder pointed out there. So do, all we're saying is one thing. One thing does not mean the other thing. There's a deeper conversation as to whether he can lead you to a Super Bowl, whether he can stay healthy for the remainder of his career. We get it. But I am telling you, 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 you watched the, the Dolphins when he wasn't out there. I mean, yesterday was a slog to get mm. to 11 points, really nine points. But it was a slog. And by the way... You're not going to be able to do that against Buffalo. You're not no, going to be able no, to hold them to six points. So uh, something something will have to uh, be a little bit different. But I, we're, we're in agreement then. Tua, this is Tua's first playoff season, right? He led them to the playoffs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You agree with that, Solana? I do. Yes, I do. Okay. 
Um, just looking at here on the and, NFL Network, they have a picture of Jeff Saturday up, and I'm just wondering if anything's going on here. Jeff Saturday, 1-7 as Colts interim head coach, but uh, no word yet on his future with the Colts. He better not be the head coach. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, that first game, though, I called it. Listen, I'm throwing my name in the hat if he gets a real job. <laughs> hey, guys, I've been talking football for 10 years. You don't think I'm ready? Right. Um, so anyway, there's a lot to get to today. We're going to talk plenty of Dolphins. Will Manso from Local 10 is going to join us. Um, we've got s- still to, to talk about Panthers in the heat, which I'm sure Solana will cover here in the, uh, in the headlines, but really it'll be, uh, Dolphins this week. I'm super, uh, super excited about it. Ben Volan will join us today from the Boston Globe. You know, his Patriots, uh, they look good in the first half or they hung with Buffalo in the first half, but then Buffalo just outclassed them. But Ben Volan covers the NFL for the Boston Globe, and he can update us on all the coaching changes that are happening or will happen and what went on with the Dolphins and so on. So let us begin today's show as we prepare for a wild card game on Sunday. Let's get headlines with Alejandro Solana live from El Portal. Okay, Mr. Producer, El Portal. It's <laughs> cute. Inside joke, I get it. <laughs> I was like, oh, am I going to be able to reel him in on this or not? I didn't want to say it. What do I say? Damn it. This sports update is driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. You're missing a couple ums in there, by the way. A long, <laughs> drawn-out um. Why buy your truck at a car store, Palmetto <laughs> Ford? Funny. We know trucks. Um, really quickly, because there's actually some uh, breaking Dolphins news regarding uh, Raheem Moster, who was injured in the game yesterday. Uh, but you mentioned the Patriots looking pretty good in the first half. There was potentially one scenario at play yesterday, one scenario that would have been worse the only potential worst scenario than Joe Flacco keeping you from the playoffs in 2023 is Devontae Parker scoring two <laughs> touchdowns You're and leading kidding, the Patriots to a win over Buffalo <laughs> to keep you from the playoffs. my head against the wall as, as all of a sudden another Devontae <laughs> Parker highlight comes in. <laughs> <laughs> the man's healthy. The man can play now. Yeah, that is true. Um, so uh, Ian Rappaport just tweeted out that Raheem Mostert had himself a really good game yesterday uh, before he had to leave because of injury. He has a broken thumb, so his status is in doubt, obviously, versus the Bills on Sunday. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you know, it. it I, I, don't, I don't know what this week holds, right, because Teron Armstead missed the game. I don't know what the plans are for Tua. Obviously, you can't <laughs> – can't run the ball as well if you don't have Raheem Mostert. Tyreek Hill was banged up, even though he was returning a punt at the end of the game. You know that there's something going on with his ankle. So Jalen Waddle walked off the field, waddling, to be quite honest. Like, yeah. it was a, a strange gait that he had. So I, I I don't know about Sunday, man. We'll have to obviously uh, keep our fingers crossed on that. I know about Sunday already. I, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> 
Not not to be the downer of everybody's all Monday right, victory. All right, Mr. Producer. <laughs> this guy knows everything. The 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 official early lines were Buffalo Bills minus seven if Tua starts. Buffalo Bills minus ten if Teddy Bridgewater starts. And Buffalo Bills minus fourteen if Skylar Thompson starts. I'd take them in all three. All three. I'm yes. with you. I'm with you. Tua, Tua, to me, obviously is the wild card because they did beat him uh, with Tua early in the season and hung with them towards mm-hmm. the end on the road in, in uh, cold conditions. So, uh, But I, I just don't know what the plans are. And I listened to the Mike McDaniel press conference. He speaks today at 4.30. We'll air it for you live. I listened to it yesterday after the game, and you know he was asked about Tua. And he said the same thing that he said last week. If it concerns game time, does not matter because until he has cleared concussion protocol, we're not, you know, even thinking about him in football. So, yeah, we beat him by two down here. They beat us by three up there. Fully healthy, the, our roster and their roster can play a real football game, and it's going to be close. Yep, we're not fully healthy, and it's bad, bad positions and situations yes. our injuries are in. Yes, agreed. That game is Sunday, 1 p.m. That's the Dolphins' wild card game in Buffalo because the Bills beat the Jets 35-23. to And um, a couple other notes from the NFL in terms of who's in, who's out. So the Packers ended up losing yesterday to the Detroit Lions. You guys see that play at the very end of the game from the Lions where Goff throws like a check down to one of his receivers, and then DeAndre Swift was running like a wheel route around him, and he he just like laterals it behind him, and they're able to pick I up. A couple I don't think yards. it was a check down. I think that was a planned hook and lateral. Yeah, yeah, but it it wasn't. The, typically, a hook and lateral is in the middle of the field. Like this was behind the line of scrimmage. All of it took place. Mm, no, that didn't take place behind the line of scrimmage. It looked like it, like the the player kind of no, just it, stood no, up right it, on the line of scrimmage. It was a forward pass for a couple yards, and then he lateraled it backwards. They they, they were just trying to, they I mean they pulled out all the stops. They had nothing to play for other than to keep Green Bay out of the playoffs. But that that, that was a typical hook and ladder. Yeah, but it was it was weird because they came from opposite sides of the field. That was that yeah, was no, why it, it looked so crazy. And the the setting for which they did it because they were very rarely do do that just to get a first down. To keep someone else out of the playoffs, like you keep that stuff, you know, in your wheelhouse for for later on. It was I I I I just love Dan Campbell, man. I I love he was great yesterday. His nose was bright red. He looked like you ever see the movie Everest? I mean, that yeah. dude looked like he looked like he needed to go back to base camp one. <laughs> that cool was hurting him. <laughs> I'm looking at the replay, by the way. Yeah, it all happened behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, you guys you guys couldn't be more wrong, and you're, you're telling me I'm wrong and I'm right. Yeah, so. I'm not so certain. Okay, I'm sending you the video right now. Okay. I mean, it's clearly all behind the line of scrimmage. So you're, you're welcome, so listeners, for giving you the correct information. <laughs> we'll move on here. Tell you this. If they use that in a real game that matters, it's nothing. It's nothing when it happens, Solano. Okay, that's not the point, though. The point is you guys are denying it was behind the line of scrimmage. You're calling it a regular hook and lateral, and it wasn't. It was. Okay, it wasn't. Anyways, 
the Miami Heat, they split their weekend games, beat the Suns to wrap up that five-game West Coast road trip. And they got absolutely hosed last night by the officials <laughs> at home. Jimmy Butler should have been fouled. Jimmy didn't even think it was a foul. Oh, Jimmy Butler's being too modest. I mean, you're a superstar. <laughs> you deserve that call at home. It was ridiculous. They got hosed. And when the two-minute report comes out and says it wasn't a foul, I'm printing it and tearing it up and then setting it ablaze because that's ridiculous. I believe that two-minute report is going to say that it was not a foul. I agree, and I'm going to yeah. literally print it and flush it down the toilet. But Jimmy said it wasn't a foul, that he needs to make that Stop. basket, which, by the way, he does. Stop. He just can't just get like fined. Just like he needed to make that three to tie the game the other night. Bingo, Hawk. Thank you. He just can't get fined because he's got too much money in that coffee business that he, he, can't, he, can't, risk any, he can't risk any out, uh, any fines. They host Oklahoma City tomorrow. Panthers split their weekend games as well. They beat Detroit 3-2 on Friday. They lost to the Dallas Stars 5-1 to last night. I'd love to see the ratings from that game. <laughs> <laughs> they play uh, the Avalanche tomorrow night, 9-30. Okay. Uh, Canes women's basketball deserves some love. They Let's beat go. number 9 Virginia Tech by 11 points yesterday. That's their second straight win over a top 25 team. Coach Katie Meyer will join us tomorrow. Very excited to talk to her. And Bill Belichick says he'll be back for another season. <laughs> <laughs> Knock yourself out, Bill. Have, have the greatest time in the, in the, in the world. <laughs> what, what else is he going to do? Go talk to his wife? Yeah, man, like, like that guy. I mean, you know, certain people are uniquely prepared for life outside of their career. Other people are not uniquely prepared to do anything but what they're doing. And I don't, I don't think his loved ones want him to leave the, the Patriots, right? I mean, the, no. that, dude, that dude needs to be coaching. Mac Jones wants him to leave the Patriots, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, but they don't. Looking at these coaches that are good. What, they want Lovey Smith or Cliff Yeah, Kingsbury? I was going to say, they're going to end up with Lovey Smith there. <laughs> <laughs> Your weather, it's sponsored by Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Your accident Did you see what Lovey Smith did yesterday, by the way? No. So... The, the Houston Texans had the number one overall pick locked up in the draft. And they were losing by a huge margin to Indianapolis. And then he orchestrated the greatest comeback in <laughs> Texans history yesterday. And they won the game. And now the Chicago Bears get the number one overall draft pick. I mean, literally, it was it was done. It was signed, sealed, and delivered. Because I'd seen someone tweet out today, yesterday, right after the game, after the Texans game ended, I saw NBC Sports in Chicago tweeted out a picture of Lovey Smith, and it just said, build the statue. And then after, after he did what he did, and then he got fired, uh, someone had tweeted out, ultimate chef's kiss from Lovey Smith on the way out. <laughs> it was just tanking their number one overall pick. And what look, this is bad for Lovey. He, he gets a the terrible, worst roster in the NFL, and now he's supposed to win games. Like The Texans don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, I agree. I will tell you that from every Texans game that I watched this season, which was, you know, sparse, but he looked completely disinterested in that team and i understand it like i get it i don't i don't you know but he looked completely disinterested it didn't look like a guy that was fired up to uh to begin a rebuild <laughs> coaches know what's about to happen don't get it and, twisted nobody oh, to play i know they, 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 oh, 
They speak Super Bowl to you every camp. I've been a part of some teams. Them coaches know what the hell's about to go on them games. <laughs> the fact that they came back yesterday and won to lose themselves, the number one overall pick, is just shocking. Yeah. Now, that's the sound. Tanking a whole season is impossible. Two quarters, Hawk, there's a time to have that phone call. <laughs> oh, listen, if, if like he obviously knew he was on the way out because if yes. you think you're going to be around and you're going to get the number one overall pick, honestly, all you have to do is run the ball in the second. You're losing by a ton. Just keep running the ball, running clock. No one's going to investigate you. No one's paying attention to the game. There's literally no one watching the game. So no one's going to know. To come back, to, to fight your way back and then win that game is just funny, man. <laughs> and now the dude gets paid for three more years. Oh, these coaches, these coaches that the, that the deals, man. Goodness gracious. I saw your friend Hugh Jackson pull up to Grambling in a, uh, I call it a Maybach, but uh, Solana yelled at me. It's Maybach. Maybach. Yeah, I call it a Maybach. Yeah. Did you see that, uh, that video of uh, Hugh Jackson with the Maybach? Yeah, the Maybach had yeah. on a chain, had on all the yeah. Louis bags and Gucci <laughs> yeah. bags, and yeah. now, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't like to to count other men's pockets, but I have been to Coach Jackson's house, and it's not a shack. It's well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like the the dude was terrible in the NFL. I know he is your friend now, and I know you've been to his house. I know he's a good guest on the Pivot. That dude was terrible in the NFL, and that guy made a fortune. Well, he got the short end of the stick. Speaking as a friend, ah, eh, did he? <laughs> give love, give 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 Lovey, give Hugh Jackson, give him, a, you know, give him Patrick Mahomes. Let's see what they do. Oh, I got you. I'm telling you, that guy made a <laughs> a vault full see. of money. He may have gotten the short end of the stick on the playing field. He got a vault full of money. Yeah. Hold on. I'm trying to look up how much he's made in his career. Got to be well. I'll say twenty, thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's not Grambling's Maybach. No, that's Coach. That's his. Yeah. Coach got assistance. Coach got all kind of stuff now. It, these coaches live good. It just doesn't get publicized like the players. Anything else, Solana? Yeah, guys, your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, youraccidentattorneys.com, free consultations 24-7-866-954. More. It is sunny in South Florida, 81 degrees currently in Miami. Tonight, your lows will be in the mid-60s. That is your weather. Will Manso from Local 10. He joins us next here live from. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. All right, Miami. Hawk and Crowder. It's another Dolphins Monday. It's time to. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gotta let feels good play a little bit because everyone's feeling good. Or, I don't know, maybe there's a sense of foreboding. I don't know. We'll see what Will Manso thinks. Will Manso joining us on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Will Manso, sports director and anchor at WPLG Local 10 here in Miami. He was out uh, at Hard Rock Stadium yesterday for... The grind, I think we can call it a uh, a grind. Um, Will, after all the ups and downs, Dolphins, they are indeed a playoff team. And that's the, the first, you know, season of the Mike McDaniel era. So overall, in your estimation, was the season beyond expectations, below expectations, or right about on the money of what expectations were? I think, honestly, it's right on the money based on uh, some of the things you saw that were positive, the development of Tua, the way the offense looked when it was clicking and everyone was healthy. Obviously, the negative, five-game losing streak, all the injuries, I think it kind of balanced it out, and the record says as much, right? I mean, nine and eight is just above, right, middle of the pack. And to make the playoffs, sometimes you just have to be above that. I mean, every year you see teams in that range that sneak into the playoffs, get a playoff spot. I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling good that they took some steps forward and made the playoffs. But I think anybody that's realistic knows that they wanted more. I mean, the goal was higher, especially as good as they looked, you know, a month and a half ago and the way things derailed with all the injuries. And, Will, something else, and we know we've actually had a lot of these conversations with you through this season and last season, but Tua is a playoff quarterback. He's, he took a team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But can we call him a playoff-type quarterback moving forward? Are you comfortable saying that? I mean, I want to say it right, but we haven't seen it. And this is it, – it, it reminds me, and I'm sure you guys have discussed it or thought about it, and, and your listeners the same. I mean, it feels like 2016 where we were always having this discussion about what Ryan Tannehill could be, and then Matt Moore ends up being the start of the playoff game because of all the injuries, and they get demolished. And, and now all of a sudden, Tua takes this step forward. And, and Channing, I mean, I think he is a playoff quarterback. And I think, if anything, look – Obviously, his health is the focus, meaning not just short-term, but long-term. I mean, is it going to be a question about him being able to stay healthy? That's a legitimate question once he gets beyond the scare of what he just went through. But I think when you see what this offense didn't do, you know, in the last few weeks without him and how bad they looked and then how good they looked with him, I mean, the stats don't lie. I mean, I think the Dolphins averaged around 28 points a game when two was the starting quarterback. They averaged a little bit over half of that when he wasn't. I mean, that's a big difference. So if that's not a big-time quarterback or a money quarterback for your offense, I don't know what is. I mean, clearly he makes a difference, and they're going to miss him Saturday if he doesn't go or Sunday if he doesn't go, and it sure seems likely that he won't go. Yeah, I mean, he led them, we talked about it, to the playoffs. That, that was Tua's doing. Absolutely. Led them to the playoffs because you saw yesterday was a – a slog. So if he doesn't play on Sunday, and, and again, I mean, we'll find out more as the week goes on. If he doesn't play on Sunday, do you give them any kind of puncher's chance to beat Buffalo? Because you're not going to hold Buffalo to six points. 
No, I mean, look, it, it would take the ultimate miracle of game plans by Mike McDaniel. And part of it, I hope, is what he saw yesterday is that when they just run the football, Mike McDaniel's offense, as dynamic as it can be, sometimes as simple as running the football with some of the dynamic play calls he has, can be effective. Now, you say that, right? And then you find out Raheem Mostert. I saw him in the locker yesterday. He had a wrap around his thumb. Now this reports from NFL Network that he's got a broken thumb. I mean, it, it, again, it doesn't end with this team, the bad luck that they have. And I get injuries are part of the season, but, man, they're really piling on. But I think if they run the football and, and just sort of play that bend-don't-break, if you could somehow bog down Buffalo as they get in the red zone, hold them to field goals, you maybe can hang around. And if Teddy Bridgewater starts, I think Teddy is good enough that he can throw the short passing game. You, you can't really expect it to be a deep passing game like it is with two of the intermediate deep passes. But you can just get the ball to your playmakers. You hope Tyreek's ankle's okay. And then maybe you have a chance in the fourth quarter. Again, I'm saying best-case scenario. I think we all know Buffalo at home, all the emotion they've already been through in the last week, unfortunately, with all the things that have happened, on top of them being really talented. And it looks to be healthy. I mean, their quarterback is healthy. Their playmakers are healthy. That's a big difference in a game like this. Is McDaniel going to be questioned? Because he took he took a team to the playoffs in his first season, but we know the context of losing five in a row mm-hmm. and having to sneak in. Is that yeah. is 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 he just a first year playoff quarterback? I mean, playoff coach, or do you have to question the the streakiness of this team? You absolutely have to question it, Channing. And I, and when I say question, I don't mean question of meaning his job is on the line because I think you know the reports that came out last week and it kind of goes you know how it is with social media it picks up steam and all of a sudden it's like Mike McDaniel the hot seat. I don't think Mike McDaniel's in the hot seat. I really don't. I don't see why he would be because, again, similar to what I talked about, Tua, we saw enough to know that he can really change this offense and fix this team. And when the players responded to him, the players genuinely like him and respect him in the locker room, which, again, is a very important step. I mean, we know that that's that's part of being a head coach. But the decisions as far as in-game, the risk he takes, you know, yesterday winning his first challenge, some of the fourth down calls, the aggressive nature. Maybe he has to kind of look back in the offseason and say, okay, where can I push that? Where can I step back a little bit? We saw that a couple of years ago with Brandon Staley, the head coach of, of the Chargers. Remember that where everybody was like, oh, he's the new it guy because he takes chances. And then it burned them and everybody soured on him. And I think McDaniel's at that middle point where he's got to learn from some of the mistakes he's made. But I think he is a bright guy, obviously. I think he knows offense. The players respect him and he absolutely deserves another chance to show that he could learn from the mistakes he did make this year because there was enough good in my eyes to think he could lead this team forward. Will Manso from Local 10 is with us. Yeah, I think it would be folly to even consider. I don't even think there should be a meeting at the no, Dolphins no. facility about the future of Mike McDaniel. If that dude didn't earn himself, in my opinion, a second season, yeah. there's going to be warts with a first-time head coach. There of course, always is. Of course. If that guy yeah. didn't earn himself a second season, then, then I don't know – Oh, uh, you just said it. First time head coach. I mean, you hired a young guy, right? Who's never been a head coach. What do you expect? You know, you know, you're going to, that comes with the package, right? You, you're not going to get a perfect head coach who knows every little thing. You have to kind of learn by your mistakes. And now it's about correcting it and learning. He was really funny in the postgame press conference yesterday, too, when they, he said, uh, he said, you know, I always appreciate Stephen Ross for giving me the job and believing in me. He said to the reporters, Crowder, he said, because, because you know how many teams were interviewing me for their head coaching position. And then there was a pause zero. and he's like, zero. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's, he's right. He's right. I love, I love his, yeah, his self-efface. You know who else? I, I felt really good for him because, I, and he was, 
I, I thought he was, you know, he was good yesterday after the game where he was like, you know, oh, I, I'm not a great podium speaker because I, I, I need a little time to kind of decompress and figure out how I feel. Um, I felt very good for him. Did you feel good for Jason Sanders yesterday, Will? I did. You know, it's it's funny because he was. It's funny how, especially kickers, because they could be so. To fans, talk about dismissive. You just throw a kicker out of the street. You don't care on to the next one. It's not like quarterbacks where you you want to have years to develop. Jason was such a dependable, reliable guy up until a few years ago, and then the last couple of years has kind of gone sideways. And then this year, he was the guy that every Dolphin fan wanted to toss to the street. Look, he may end up getting tossed to the street. He might not be back next year. But in a big spot, in a big game where literally nothing was working on offense, he made three huge kicks. And that kick, I mean, it's funny because you look at it's a 50-yard kick under pressure in that kind of game, knowing what's on the line is a huge kick. So I was really happy for him because he's a nice guy. After the game, he stood up there and, you know, he kind of, you know, he again, he knows it comes with the territory as a kicker. You know, the most popular guy one minute tossing the street the next. But it, I was happy for him just personally, aside from the team, to be able to make those kicks. Well, one thing that McDaniel needs to do is get rid of this damn ping pong table. Because <laughs> I know the ping pong controversy. I'm over it. Is anyone there interested in foosball? Is there a bump- <laughs> How about bumper pool? I mean, de- <laughs> no, I, I like, look, they have the arcade now there at Hard Rock. Go play in the arcade if you want, but stop it with the ping pong. Dig Dug, anything. We, we got to get rid of the pool. The ping pong. I'm done. Thing. I'm played done football with my whole <laughs> life, covered the Dolphins 10 plus years. I've heard more about ping pong than I do in damn, what, Enough. Blades of Glory, whatever that movie is about ping pong. Goodness gracious. Ping I'm over it. Table. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. What would David Ferronis tweet about that? What was the – I think I have that. Oh, they, they won every game without it, right? And they lost all the ones Dolphins with Dolphins are on a six-game like winning streak without a ping-pong table in their locker room at the practice facility. A seven-game losing streak with a ping-pong table present. There you go. Ping-pong, <laughs> gone. That's it. Question answered. Vote. Is there anything here that interests you? But <laughs> Big wheels. Do, do people like to ride big wheels? Anything. <laughs> oh, man. Read a bumper cars in the back and they start building stuff. Anything besides ping pong. Qbert. Do I hear do I hear a Qbert? Uh, Will Manso from Local Ten. So uh hey, were there a lot of Jets fans at Hard Rock yesterday? You know, there were, but it wasn't as much as usual. I think most of them were kind of over. Like, when I got to the parking lot yesterday, getting over to the stadium there, I saw a lot, but once you got in the stadium, I give Dolphins and credit. They showed up, they were loud and you know. They treated it like it was. I mean, okay, so it wasn't your team going for division, the hottest team in the league like they were a month ago, but I thought fans were great. Yeah, there were some Jets fans, but they left crying, so it's fine. It's, it's all good. <laughs> Dolphins are going you, to the playoffs. Are you headed to Buffalo? You're going to Buffalo? I am. I, I, I just, uh, before I got on with you guys, I was on Amazon buying puffer jackets and stuff because, you know, my Florida <laughs> butt is going over there. Uh, I don't know what I'm, I look and I say, wait, it's it's not going to snow apparently, but it's going to be 24 degrees. I'm like, I can't handle 24 degrees. Yeah, that's cold. So I'm, you know, I bought some puffer jackets, a little gloves, earmuffs, uh, hat, uh, thermal socks. I'm, I'm good to go. And, and will like, on what well, they play Saturday? Yeah, they're the first game Saturday. On Saturday, I really like. We were, I joked earlier, but it's kind of you know, little. I'm not joking. I know what's going to happen on Saturday at one o'clock, just with the quarterback situation and all of this. Is there oh, anything they talk do? Sunday? No, they play Sunday. 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 Oh, that's right. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday. Okay, so one o'clock Sunday. Anything they could do on Sunday, even with a loss, that encourages you? Because we know it's win or go home. I, I honestly, I'm already encouraged based on what I saw with Tua. Like if Tua, 
I don't think Tua's playing. If Tua played, I'd be very surprised. So I think at this point, what you get, you kind of hope you see, you know, you hope Tyreek, as good as he's been in the past against, you know, in playoffs against the Bills. I mean, we've seen him in the postseason when he was in KC. Maybe he has one of those crazy games where he houses a couple from, you know, five-yard passes for 80 yards. He's certainly capable. Maybe you see something like that. But I think, Channing, big picture, you should already be encouraged by the weapons they have. Waddle is developing in year two. I know he struggled a bit, but I really think, I mean, in the last few weeks, I really think that's just the quarterback situation. Same with Tyreek. You know what you have there. I think, again, you go back to McDaniel, what you've seen there. I think the big question of the offseason, what are you going to do with Josh Boyer? What's going to change defensive personnel-wise? You, know, you, you bring Bradley Chubb over. Maybe the impact wasn't as big as you thought. What's going to happen with X? What's going to happen with Byron Jones? I think moving forward, there are a lot of questions. But I think encouragement-wise, I don't think there's anything that will really change the way I feel about this team. When two is healthy and clicking, this is a good team and a very good offense. And moving forward, you have to feel good about that. Yeah, when they were healthy during that winning streak and Tua was healthy, I mean, that was that was as good a football as we've seen down here in a long time. So yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Jimmy Butler last night. Was Jimmy Butler fouled? Uh, I thought so. You know, I, I thought it was a foul, but again – I, I, it's one of those plays of verticality, a guy going up, is he leaning forward? It's a, it's a tight call, and you know whistles at that point of the game don't always get blown. You know, it, the Officials tend to kind of swallow that whistle. I thought it should have been called, but I also agree with Jimmy what he said postgame. He should have made the shot. Jimmy was up at the basket. He got banged, and he kind of took a bad angle off the rim. Uh, there was a shot there to be made, and I think Jimmy knows he should have made it, and he could have made it, you know. Uh, but I thought he got fouled. But again, uh, there are bigger pictures there too, though. Hawk. I mean, they, they didn't get the offensive rebound on the other end of the, or the defensive rebound. The Bucks or the uh, Nets got the offensive rebound. You know, they had a six-eight point lead when Durant went out, and they blew it. So to put it on one foul call, I don't think would be accurate. You know, they lost that game in those final minutes, and it wasn't just that last play. And we're only halfway through the season now. What 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 do we need to see? out of them to really, you know, not just to sneak in the playoffs, because NBA, everybody makes the damn playoffs, mm-hmm. but for you to be encouraged, they can compete in the playoffs. I thought last night, you know, I thought the what they went toe-to-toe with, you know, with the Nets all night long with that energy, you know, look, they got their limitations, guys, and I think it's no secret. They they have problems against length, and the Nets had length last night. I mean, Katie's a, a seven-footer. The way he moves around and clacks in, and some of their big guys that they had in there, and Simmons is a big guy defensively. It's a tough Tough guy to drive against. We've seen it against Milwaukee as well. Even Toronto, when they're healthy, has given them problems. Their size and length is an issue. So I think moving forward, how do you combat that? You combat that with ball movement and energy and hustle. And I think if anything in the last few weeks has been encouraging is you're seeing more of that. You saw it last night. You saw it on the you know seven and two in their last nine road games. You've seen some encouraging things. They just have to keep it up. I do think that if they want to compete, though, they're going to have to address size. You know, somewhere along the line. As much as I like Orlando Robinson, and I think he's probably going to get more time over Dwayne Dedman, uh, there are going to be issues there with that link that they're missing, and they may have to address it if they truly want to be in position to compete against Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Boston come playoff time. Will Manso, Local 10. Is Clay going up to Buffalo, too? Is this like an all-hands-on-deck situation no, or uh, he, just you? He, he got the cush assignment. He's going to be covering the heat on Saturday at the ABC game. I'm going to be freezing. It's going to be one of those double boxes where Clay's in a, in a sport coat <laughs> at the arena looking slick, and I'm like in a parka with a hat and earmuffs on in Buffalo. I can't you wait. Gonna get, uh, you're going to go to Anchor Bar? You're going to get some Buffalo wings? I, I already talked to Cunho because apparently he's your food expert on the show, and we're going to meet up for some wings. Yeah, we're going to meet up for some wings. Do you want Solana to be involved in that? Solana, would you like to go with them? 
Yeah, hey, thanks for thinking of me, Will and uh, I like, Antonio. I appreciate I like, it. like I'm a parent trying to create a play date for the kid who didn't get asked. <laughs> hey, how about you, Solana? Uh, you want to go with the boys? You, you like wings too, don't you, Solana? If we have, let me see how big the rental car is. If we have room, maybe we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> would you ever? Would you ever order boneless wings while while at Anchor Bar? Oh, Clay and I have this discussion all the time. Absolutely. They could kick me out of the bar. I don't like sucking the bone and dealing with that stuff. No, thank really? you. I'm not dealing with that. You're no, a, boneless a boneless wing guy? Time out. Not always. I can deal with but if I'm like in a hurry and I just want to, yeah, I'm fine with boneless. I don't, I'm not like, oh, I can't have huh. a, you know, it has to have the bone. No, no, no. I'm fine. Interesting. I'm fine. A turn here at the end that I wasn't I'm good. expecting. I'm good. Don't don't. Uh, I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm out. Solana's fine I'll with his Uber Eats. Uh, yeah, you're you're good with Cuno. Have a have a great time. Yeah, but, have fun, but, Will. But but Will, I don't get this overwhelmed about a bone and a wing. It is it's not weird, that difficult. Right? The way that they talk about it makes it makes it seem like they're changing oil in a car, <laughs> and you've only got ten. Like you're like you're part of a pit crew or something. I mean, it's just it's eating a wing. I'm a little football. I don't like to eat. I don't like to get my fingers too dirty. I don't like to get. I don't like to fight with my food. I just want to eat it and enjoy it. And it's the simple the better. Again, with the fight with the food. I mean, really, you're you're in the driver's seat when it comes to the wings because the chicken's dead. <laughs> but the bone still. The bone puts up a fight. There's a little spirit in the bone. It puts up a fight. Huh. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Will Manson from picks. local. Time. I'll send pics. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. Thanks, Will. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> like Solana, I'm good. <laughs> you guys just go on your own. <laughs> Imagine being at a being at Anchor Bar with Will and Cuno, and they've got two orders of boneless wings and extra napkins. It's like, huh? What are you doing here? <laughs> this is the Hawk and Crowder Show. All right, Miami. Hawk and Crowder. So do you want to talk Crowder to Ben Volen about the Dolphins, the Patriots, the coaching changes? We have a, we have a lot on the, the table here, not a ton of time. So what, where, where do you think we should go with him? Go AFC East first. He's an expert. AFC He's East? been at both. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's do that. Ben Volen, senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe, and he's on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Uh, ben, our team is in the playoffs. Yours isn't. Your comments? <laughs> uh, I heard you say your team is in the playoffs. And was the second part that my team isn't? Was that also part of that? <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Um, congratulations. Uh, guess, <laughs> guess who has two thumbs and uh, is not affected by the Patriots <laughs> not making the playoffs? This guy. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm All just, it means is I get, I get a free January now. So good for me. just... We just look at you as a representative for the Patriots, knowing full well that you couldn't give two bleeps. <laughs> um, no, but in, in all honesty, so there were ups and downs for the Dolphins this season. Win streak, lose streak. Um, but they are a playoff team now in year one of the Mike McDaniel era. So what, what do you glean from this season? So it was a, I think it was a fairly positive season for the Dolphins. Uh, the first two months were fantastic and it would have been, I think it would have been a better season had Tua been able to, to play all 17 games. I think the dolphins ran into some unfortunate stretches there with the backup quarterback situation. Uh, and that cost them probably four or five of their losses or three or four of their losses at least. So um, a better team, I would say when totally healthy, you know, when Tua is in there than, than what their record suggests. 
Um, at the same time, I just don't know if Tua is going to be uh, allowed to play for the playoffs. I keep seeing all these Dolphins fans saying, well, if he's if the doctors clear him, then that's all that matters. Well, I just don't think the doctors are – I'm skeptical that the doctors are going to clear him after the number of at least two concussions this year, maybe three, and no, no, none of the doctors know what a, a fourth concussion would do. They They just literally don't know, and – I can't imagine the NFL in the era of where they're trying to emphasize player safety. I don't think they want Tua being a guy who gets a third or a potentially fourth concussion um, this season. So I'm just I'm skeptical that the NFL is going to allow the doctors to clear him. I I just wonder if if Tua is going to be done for the season and and they're going to ask him to just take several months off and come back next year ready to go. But so a nice season for the Dolphins. Good start by Mike McDaniel. Unfortunately, didn't take too many steps from the Brian Flores era, but at least, at least the offense was more exciting, and they seemed to unlock to a tag of by lowest potential. So I think that's probably the most important for them. And Ben, like just the the, the records would say, the playoff berth would say that it's Bills one, Dolphins two, Patriots three, Jets four. Is that is that what's going is that what's going on now? We're all chasing the Bills, but did the Dolphins are they? ahead of the Patriots like that? Is that a flat-out, you know, answer? Or do you think there's some wiggle room there with those next three teams? No, I mean, I think when Tua was healthy and everyone was healthy on the Dolphins, that they were the number two team definitely ahead of this year's Patriots. This was a very flawed Patriots team, particularly on offense. The defense was pretty good, but their offense was pathetic. And uh, I maybe won one game this year where the opponent scored more than 17 points. So they've never been able to to win a game with their offense. Uh, And the Jets, you know, again, they've built a good team, and they were competitive for a while, but quarterback issues and and offensive issues held them back as well. So, I mean, the Bills are just leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else in in the division. And I know the Dolphins played them tough twice this year, but just on a week-to-week basis, the Bills are are just so far ahead of everyone. And the Dolphins are number two, but – you know, the two. You know, with Tua's health concerns, and you're not not quite sure what what his future is going to hold, and is he going to hold up in the NFL? You know, the Dolphins still have plenty of questions, but they they were definitely the number two team in the division this year. The other uh, quarterbacks in the AFC East, Zach Wilson, is he done for the Jets? Do you think he'll play for them again? I think they will, just because. You know, the, the GM kind of staked a lot of his reputation in Zach Wilson when you take him with the number two pick and you picked him over uh, Justin Fields and Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Um, so, you know, it's guaranteed money. You you sunk your reputation a little bit into the guy. I think you try to salvage Zach Wilson and give him one more year to make it work because he's, he's still pretty cheap next year and it's all guaranteed money anyway. And I can't ma- imagine that. Zach Wilson's going to have much trade value. So you might as well, um, you know, bring him back and, and try to salvage it. But you've got to, you've got to find a better uh, veteran to, to, to bring in. And, you know, I don't know if like you, you want to go all in on a veteran, like with Jimmy Garoppolo, but you've got to get someone better than Mike White and, and Joe Flacco. Cause you can't, you definitely can't count on Zach Wilson. So I, I think you have to prepare to, to move on from him. But I, I also think you have to, bring him back and give him a shot and, you know, see what he can do next year and see if you can salvage it. And then the Patriots uh, all in on Mac Jones. Is he the guy for the long term? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the long term, but I, I do think next year and the year after that, he, he's probably safe. And again, kind of what I just said, it's like the price is right. And, and for the Patriots, that's 
most important. I mean, they're going to be paying Mac Jones two million bucks each of the next two seasons. So for the level of quarterback play, he gives them two million dollars is pretty good. Now, if Mac were making twenty five million, you'd ship him out of here, you know, on a train. But uh, I, I think he's cheap enough, and he's still young enough that it's worth bringing him back and seeing if you can bring in a different mix. Now, I think they're going to have to uh, find a new offensive coordinator. I think that they're going to have to retool the receivers. Devontae Parker actually had a nice season for them when he was healthy and when he played and and did make some dynamic plays. But, you know, they got to upgrade from Johnny Smith and Nelson Aguilar and and, and some of these guys. So I think there are going to be a lot of changes around Mac Jones, but his contract is so cheap. That again, I think it's worth bringing him back and, and seeing if he can make it work. Because having that quarterback on a cheap contract is really such a huge advantage and, and allows you to really build out your roster elsewhere. So the Patriots have a lot of work to do, and I'm not a I'm not a big believer in Mac Jones. I think he still has so much to prove, but uh, uh, he's cheap enough that it's worth keeping him for another year or two. Are they just waiting for Josh McDaniel to get fired from Vegas and bring him back like they did before? Because he <laughs> seems like he's the OC as long as Belichick's there. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can never really count that out when when you see, like, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge coming back. Uh, I, I don't think – I think Mark Davis wants McDaniels to work there and doesn't – you know, after he just paid a big buyout to John Gruden on his contract, I think he still had six, six out of ten years left on that deal. So I don't think he's going to want to then buy out Josh McDaniels while he still has two or three years left on, on his deal. So I, I do think McDaniels is going to have – some leash and I mean shoot when they get Tom Brady in, in Vegas next year that that's going to be the team to beat out there but uh <laughs> but uh yeah you know they're the Patriots are in a pickle with with who they can get at offensive coordinator because you know for forever they developed their own coaches and they promoted from within and they just have totally let that lapse the last few years they've let their coaches you know Brian Flores took a bunch of them and Josh McDaniels has taken a bunch of them and just their coaches have gone elsewhere. And, and I think they were stuck in a position where Belichick like had to make Matt Patricia his offensive coordinator because he didn't know where else to turn. So I, I'm not sure how different that is this year. Maybe Bill O'Brien is the answer. Maybe Cliff Kingsbury, former Patriots quarterback, maybe he comes back. Adam Gase is a guy that is kind <laughs> of tangentially. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's got the Nick Saban connection, and Nick Saban and Belichick it. are tight. So, I would love I, you it. know, maybe maybe Adam Gase is a name that gets involved. But they've got to get a real offensive coordinator and find a different role for Matt Patricia this year. What? Uh, let's just go around the league here for a second. Ben Volans, the senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. We know, by the way, and this just happened minutes ago, but DeMar Hamlin, for those of you who are just tuning in, DeMar Hamlin has been released from UC. Medical Center, he is headed home to Buffalo, so that's great news. Uh, we saw yesterday Lovey Smith got fired. Today, Cliff Kingsbury got fired, as you had just mentioned. Who's next? Who, do you, who else do you think loses their job as a head coach? You know, there are a few playoff teams where if they go one and done, I think a lot of the league is, is going to be looking. Uh, the Chargers are one of them. Brandon Staley, uh, a guy who I, I like as a coach, but I think there's if they don't win a playoff game again this year and you're, you're really starting to waste the advantage you have with Justin Herbert with the cheap contract there, you know, this is his third season. If you don't win any, uh, if you go two straight seasons without winning a playoff game with Justin Herbert, I'm not sure how good that is. And, and I think there's a case to be made that the Chargers are kind of wasting Herbert's potential a little bit. And should they go get an offensive 
style coach like a Sean Payton or someone that could really bring out the best in Herbert. So the Chargers, if, if they go one and done, that's definitely a team that I'll be looking at. The Buccaneers as well, Todd Bowles. Uh, this has not been a good season. They're 8-9. and nine. Uh, You should not have a losing record when Tom Brady is your quarterback. If they lose to the Cowboys next Monday, especially if Brady leaves, I, I think there's a decent chance that they blow it all up. Um, so Todd Bowles is, is going to be, I think, on the hot seat. And, and Mike McCarthy in Dallas, if they go one and done. Um, Sean Payton, the rumors are strong there as well. And, and how patient is Jerry Jones going to be with Mike McCarthy? So I definitely think some playoff teams are, are to watch. And, you know, the commanders with Ron Rivera, um, the Saints with Dennis Allen, I put those in the maybe pile. Sean McVay with the Rams, there's some buzz that he's just burned out and is going to want to leave coaching. So maybe that's the surprise of the year. So even if it doesn't happen today, I still think there are going to be some coaching moves to happen. It's so funny you say McVay's burned out. He's 11 and a half years old. It's, <laughs> it's like he's burned out. And it makes me think about Belichick because the story today, Ben, is Belichick commits to a 24th year. I want to ask you, what's going to make Bill leave? Because he doesn't want to leave failing, I don't think, but I don't know if he can ever get back where they were in the glory time. He loves football. I don't know if he has health problems. What's going to make Bill Belichick leave that sideline? Honestly, I, I think once he's got Shula's record, then, you know, I mean, he still enjoys it. So I don't think he's ready to just retire and do nothing. And he makes so much money. Um, so it might be – I think it's a situation where either he's just like he gets the record for Shula and he's probably, he's probably two or three years away from that. And he says, all right, I've got everything now, I'm done. Or, um, you know, the, the Patriots keep middling and going 7-10 and 10 every year, and finally the Crafts say, enough is enough. Let's, it's been an incredible run, but let's pull off the Band-Aid and it's time to move on. I mean, I don't think they're there yet. Um, but, but Belichick, you know, they can't continue what happened this year where they just um, have a, a slapdash kind of coaching staff and they don't spend a lot of money on the roster and, it looked like a mediocre product, and they got mediocre results this year. So um, I, th- I thought it was interesting today that Belichick, you know, promised that they're going to take a good, hard look at everything, and the crafts are already coming out in an email to season ticket holders saying they're going to evaluate all parts of the football operation. Is that just, you know, a bunch of hot air to, to make the fans happy, or are they really going to evaluate things and kind of hold Belichick's feet to the fire a little bit? Because this year was not good, and this is now no playoffs for them in, in two out of the last three years uh, with Brady leaving. So I don't think anyone is too satisfied with the direction that things are headed in New England. And, and definitely, I think some big changes are coming this offseason. Do you think there was any validity to the story that gained a little traction last week that if Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins had lost yesterday that he would have been relieved of his duties? I would have been surprised by that uh, just because the Dolphins and Stephen Ross, the, the reputation has kind of taken kind of a hit with the firing of, of Brian Flores and, and Ross, you know, not giving guys a chance. And there was so much hype about McDaniel. And then, you know, the reason obviously they've gone south is I would say, uh, you know, injuries certainly in, to the quarterback position, which I'm not sure that Mike McDaniel can control. So, I would have been surprised. Everyone, everyone, you know, Mike McDaniel was the coach of the year after two months, and everyone loved his quirky style. And I know he wasn't Stephen Ross's first choice last year, but I, it, it does seem like everyone really has taken to Mike McDaniel down there. And, and it, it obviously the season has not gone well. But yes, I would have been surprised if, if the Dolphins fired him. Now 
I think you can make a case that they shouldn't have fired Brian Flores because he seemed to do pretty well the last two years. But um, I think Mike McDaniel, even if they lost the Jets on Sunday, I thought he did good enough to, to certainly to keep his job for another year. And Ben, any surprises this weekend? Is all these home teams going to win, or you think somebody somebody can go in there and whoop somebody at home? <laughs> uh, you know, maybe the Giants can take care of the the Vikings on the road. That'll be an intriguing game. The Vikings are such a confounding team to me. I mean, they're thirteen and four, and they played their tails off all season, but they have a negative point differential, minus three on the season. And when they lose, they really lose. They get blown out and. Uh, you know, can they keep winning these tight games, or was that a little bit of a fluke? So I do wonder if Brian Dable and, and the Giants, uh, who I think have really done a good job of maximizing their talent this year, I, I wonder if that's a game where they could uh, go in and, and pull off the upset. Uh, otherwise, the AFC is so top-heavy. I don't see any upsets between, you know, I don't think the Bills, the Bengals are going to get knocked off. Maybe, the, I mean, the Chargers, Jaguars, I don't think that's much of an upset. But the NFL this year is so top-heavy. In the NFC, it's the Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers. And in the, NFC, in the AFC, it's Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs. And those teams have just been head and shoulders above everyone else. So I'd be really surprised if all six of those teams didn't advance to next weekend. Ben Volan from the Boston Globe. Thank you, as always, Ben. We will speak with you next week uh, when we know who the Dolphins' next opponent will be. Yeah, when when the Dolphins win their first playoff game uh, this century. That'd be exciting. Since 2000, that is correct. Do you remember the roster in 2000? I pulled it up earlier in the, in today's show. No, I mean, it, Lamar Smith was the, the running back, right? He went for 200 yards. He was. It was, uh, look at the offense. But I, I Jay Fiedler, quarterback, Lamar Smith. Was it Fiedler? Tony Martin, O.J. McDuffie, Arande. J.J. Johnson, Autry Denson, Jed Weaver, Jeff Ogden, and Rob Conrad. And, and, and Fiedler, right? Yeah, Fiedler was the QB. He's like my sixth cousin or something. No, really? <laughs> Six degrees yeah. of separation from Jay Fiedler. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben. We'll talk to you. All right, boys. All right. There you go. Ben Volan from the Boston Globe. Uh, you know, and by the way, uh, Mike McDaniel's scheduled to speak to the media at 4.30, so we will air it live oh, if are he's you, on time. Uh, are you related to anybody famous? Um, there. I mean, Jay Fiedler's Jewish, right? But I would... I'm probably... I, 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 there's a chance that I'm related to Jay Fiedler or Sage Rosenfels. <laughs> that, that would be my... That's it. My, Not talking about just athletes, just, you know, my, that random person. My, that, yeah, my two my guesses. Am I related to anybody famous? It's a good question. I feel yeah. like I would have capitalized on that already. I know. That, I, that was I, the funny I, thing. I, You've never said it, and you're a well, very you braggadocious Well, you know who I'm related human. to, and I'll leave this to listeners to Google it themselves and make their own judgments, but you know I have a very famous or infamous cousin who I think I've introduced you to. Mm-hmm. Um out in Vegas. So if you want to Google it, knock yourselves out. His name is Stephen Klubeck. And you guys you guys make your own judgments. But he's my cousin. I do speak with him. Um, and I have not been able to cash in on, on, on that relationship, unfortunately. Tell him, tell him let me hold something. <laughs> uh, Mike McDaniel, 430. We'll air it live. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. All right, Miami! Hawk and Crowder. All right, I did find out during the commercial break the Colorado Avalanche did indeed win the Stanley Cup last uh, last year. 
<laughs> I called it in six. Remember? <laughs> That's right. You did. <laughs> <laughs> what was going on? That's right. You did. Uh, and do we know officially what year this uh, this national championship game was? The Clemson LSU game, Solana? 2019. I, it 2019. was played in 2020, but it was the okay. 2019 championship. So we're doing the show, and I do remember it gets to the end of the show, and Solana says, hey, we have this hype montage for tonight's game, which is the Tigers versus the Tigers. And we must have been airing it, right? Why else would we want to hype it up? Yeah, I, I remember being on the air leading up to it as well. So we were definitely okay. airing it. So, um, and then the way that I recall it is Solana was like, let's hype up the game. We hadn't gotten to it all day. And so we finally play it. And then it kind of hits us that it was kind of silly. The mon- <laughs> it, it silly, huh? But that's my that's my recollection of it. So th- this segment that we're going to play for you, and it's only like seven, eight minutes long, is us on the air. We play the montage, and then it's the aftermath of us playing the montage. So let's play it, and we'll uh, we'll all remember it better after we hear it. Uh, Solana, you were telling me Dan Day has put together a little uh, montage for tonight's national championship game. He has. All right, I want to hear this. I want to get all hyped up for uh, LSU and Clemson. Let's hear it. And it's just great to be a Clemson Tiger. A Clemson Tiger. This is a national championship team. Well, I told a team tonight. We draw the line. I love we had guys. Here we come. I mean, I, I mean, it just—it's just the same old spin. I mean, who's beat Alabama in the SEC? Who's beat them? Another, another great young man. Is he the best? I love Ed Orgeron. Hey, I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Great young man. So proud of having uh, great parents. And uh, we wanted to get bigger. I'll stop. Hey, stop the ball. Stop the drill. I'm having a press conference. Thank you. We had to fix the line of scrimmage. Went all the way to Michigan. They've earned everything they got. And when I have to turn on the TV and people bring up that word and they try to casually throw the word out there like you do, but it's still the word. It shouldn't even be in the conversation. That's how they feel about it. That's how I feel about it. We're coming. We're coming. And we ain't backing down. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like Pac. Shoot the shot. I'm coming in. Two T. And Thumbs gonna make it 29 in a row and head off to the city of New Orleans to take on LSU for a championship. Two pass. The Clemson Tigers, champions of the ACC. SEC champions. The Tigers of LSU here in 2019. Two coaches. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Only one can truly call themselves the Tigers from death. Valley, Clemson, here in Death Valley, Clemson, South Carolina, LSU. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday night in Death Valley, and here come your Fighting Tigers of LSU. Tonight in New Orleans, the College Football Championship. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> You have to be thinking the same thing I'm thinking there. 
You couldn't find at the radio station. We have seven stations. Someone else to voice that but you, Solana? <laughs> hey, Dan Day told me I have a great voice. I went with it, man. I think I killed it, too. The that, Death I mean, Valley. That was awful because we hear you all day long. You don't sound like that guy. Oh, only, no. no only, you've got that high millennial voice. Only one can call themselves <laughs> a tiger. I killed that. I killed There's that. There's only one. You sound like a guy that's carrying around a straw in your pocket <laughs> to save the sea turtles. There's only one that can be a real tiger. It's a big competition. And you you put it next to Ed Orgeron's voice. I mean, you sound like an asthma. Like, it's just, out of all the people at the radio station, you voiced that and you tried to be dramatic? Nobody. Nobody right now that listened to that isn't excited for tonight's game. I'm just throwing I, that out. I'm throwing that out there. Nobody that listened to that for isn't, you. Isn't like, excited I'm literally for embarrassed for you because of the way you tried to sound in that thing. Figgy Fresh from the East Side has a more yes. intimidating voice than you do. Hundred percent. Figgy Fresh on the East Side. <laughs> I I mean that was mortifying. She's more intimidating than and you. And Dan Day had put something together. They're great. Yeah. A real huge mistake by Dan Day if he actually chose you to voice that. I cannot believe, out of all the people at the radio station, there are seven radio stations there, and there's a food hall in the first floor. Just go and get a waiter downstairs. I mean, that, that was mortifying. It was, it was, I am cringing. Dan, yeah. Dan Day told me I have a, a future as a voice guy. I'm just, I'm just saying, and Dan Day knows radio. Tonight, Does he not? Does Dan Day not know radio? it's football. <laughs> Tonight, <laughs> and only one tiger will be king of the jungle. That was, <laughs> oh, my God. How do I, I need to take a shower. What was that? Was a lot of that was so weird. <laughs> that was. A banger. That was, you didn't think to yourself at one point, hey, maybe I'll get someone else to voice this. Like, <laughs> Solana's my voice guy. What can I say? Oh, my God. Man, Choose damn. a new voice guy, Dan. Love you, Double D. Huge, huge error on your part. Double D. Oh, my goodness. That was, like, so cringeworthy to me because it's not even like you have a killer voice. And so you go, ah, well, we know it's Solana, but, you know, like, I mean, that that was, that was, I, I don't know what to do with that. To be honest. Debatable. Everybody's, everybody thinks I have a great radio voice. So, I mean. Oh, do they? Dan, I didn't Dan know that they did. I think most people think they're listening to it at one and a half times speed. Only <laughs> <laughs> one can be the real tiger. There's one real tiger tonight, and we're going to find out who it is. Rawr. In the national championship <laughs> game. <laughs> Rawr. Gentle tiger. Oh my god. <laughs> is that is great. A little, little house cat. <laughs> nice job, Dan. Good job, Solana. <laughs> I was I was getting amped up for it. No, the I beginning was, was awesome. And then it was like at the, I'm like, did I just hear Solana's voice? Like what what and then it got and then but you were trying to sound so dramatic. That's where it really got me. I think like, I set the tone perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I found out he was the main event. <laughs> Solana's the main, huh? Waited all show for this, huh? All right. Well, I don't know. Uh, whatever. <laughs>
How does everybody feel about the end of the show? I'm I'm a little uh, <laughs> a little sketchy. Somebody texts in, heard the montage, no longer interested in the game. I want to say the best tiger is the tough guys. Let's go tough, tough. Zach, tough. Uh, you okay, Solana? I thought I killed it. <laughs> go tiger. Somebody, the only ones that are going to be in a roar after the game tonight. There's going to be one champion tiger. It's like trying to sound so <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> oh my God! Let's all go take a shower. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Thank you. John Michaels was on with us today. Adam Beasley from the Miami Herald. Clay Ferrero from Local Ten, and uh, all those interviews you can hear them if you missed them on the Radio.com app using the Radio.com Rewind feature. Thank you, Adrian, our on-site engineer. Dan Day, you almost killed it. And Solana, you did a great job yourself right up until the end. Mr. Drama. He's like the movie voice guy. In a world where crazy things have happened. There's two tigers fighting. Oh, my God. Do you have a half hour of sizzle with Solana tonight? Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks I for didn't setting mean to the tone. You. No, I no. Didn't. Thanks for setting the tone there, Hawkman. <laughs> And we I will. To, I didn't mean to neuter you. I'm so sorry. Oh no, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're very sorry. We will replay that montage because it's a banger. <laughs> yeah, I hope you do. Solana, you'll you'll sizzle. Don't worry. Hey, you bring the sizzle tonight, Solana. All of it, tough. All right. <laughs> it brings back the memory. I feel like I just went through it again as we as we were listening. We're back live as we were listening to that. I now I I, I remember it as as clear as day now because it was. Like, the, first of all, the montage was terrible. I was being nice to Dan Day because I don't think I knew him very well in 2019. The montage was terrible. There was no music. There was yeah. a tiger roaring. It was it was terrible from the beginning. And then and then when the music kicked in and then it was Solana narrating as if he was reading a, a book to a, like, like a dying family member in hospice. It was like, it was like, it was like tonight... There is a football game. and But then he tried to do Like, he tried to make his own. Were you trying to make your own effects, Solana, when you, when you were doing it? We're never playing that ever again. <laughs> that was good. I like Are it. Are you sweating? Are you sweating? Because I remember vividly Dan Day telling me we should open the show with that montage. And I heard it. And I said, bro. I don't know. There's a lot going on today, and there was nothing going on that day. The Dolphins were eliminated. <laughs> and he texted you guys, like, let's play this montage. And, and, and we did it at the end of the show, and I knew the doom that awaited me. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was so funny, man. <laughs> Tonight. Only one tiger can call themselves, and then he like tried to do his own effects. King of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to put effects behind my voice. He didn't put any effects behind it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Yeah. He was like putting his, his own echo and reverb. King, king, king of the jung, jung, jungle. <laughs> and then I can picture because Solana was new too. Like now he's got to yeah. go on the air and do the sizzle with Solana. Like now we're in 2023. He's the Heat's pregame host. He's the Dolphins executive producer. But now he had to follow that. Well, I was, unless somebody was listening to that. Oh my God, was that funny, man? Boy. Oh, <laughs> I needed that, man. That was funny. All right, we got to take a break, and then we'll come back. We'll wrap things up. That was funny, man. Oh, boy. Homemade sound effects. <laughs> if you get in a car accident, whoosh, kakoosh, whoosh, boom. You have to. <laughs> the mars man over and over and over. Great job, Solana. Oh, the fun, oh man. boy. <laughs> This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. All right, Miami! Hawk and Crowder. Two teams, two halves, two aspirin for having to listen to that. <laughs> all right, all right. We got it. We gotcha. We gotcha. It's a lot of sending that to me. I need to keep that. <laughs> I need to make that my, uh, I'm going to have you do a new one for my ringtone. Two rings, one caller. <laughs> Five o'clock hour is the Funky Buddha happy hour brought to you by our friends at Funky Buddha Brewery. Good vibes on tap. Someone had texted in. I'm surprised Solana hasn't walked out of the studio yet because both of y'all are some a-holes. LMAO. <laughs> yeah. Man, we don't run from it. Hawk's yeah. a bad influence on me. Man, you're a bad influence <laughs> don't want on to me. put it on me. God. What are you talking about? I was what so nice mean? before I met you. Oh my God! You made uh, you made Quay Walker look like a an angel before I got a hold of you. How's the course playing uh, today? As a matter of fact, we got Venus, Venus Williams here. Venus, what's up? Twelve to noon PM. Twelve to noon PM. He's got all he's got all our mistakes at his uh, at his ready. He you can, have to decide can, between what you want now yeah. to what you want I, I most. You about to be disciplined. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Play that again. That's you fun. have to decide between what you want now to what you want most. You about to be disciplined. Oh, really? <laughs> that is a great one, man. <laughs> Right. You do a great impersonation. Mary Poppins? Who's that? I don't know, but someone says Mary Poppins that way, and I think I nailed it. I thought that was a good one. All right, we got to make room for Larry Bluestein because he's coming up next. 
one high school sports report. <laughs> one Larry Bluestein. <laughs> with his finger pointing. <laughs> with his finger pointing. <laughs> We've lost the plot. Oh, God. <laughs> See how much fun we have when the uh, Dolphins go to the playoffs? I mean, you Good can... Time. Barely contain ourselves. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us. Larry Bluestein is coming up next. Everybody have a great and safe Monday night. We will speak with you manana. <laughs> you look like asthma. <laughs> September. <laughs> Got to join me on May, June 5th. Path, path, pass. Take care, brush your hair. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.